Thank you, friends, for downloading our Hot Mic with Houston and Hogan podcast. It's growing, and uh, it makes us happy. Today on the show, we're going to delve into some of the old Western music, the music from the Old West. You know, there's a reason it's called country Western music. And uh, thank you for joining us. We'll delve into uh, some of the music from the Old West. Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan back at you again. Dave, how you doing? Well, I was telling you, my mama used to say to me, David, don't you ever get on one of them motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) And since I told you that story, I've had motorcycles on my mind, motorcycles. Have you ever been over to the Wheels Through Time Museum in Maggie Valley? No, you were telling me about that. Wow. It must be some kind of place. It's one of the most fabulous museums I've ever been in, and I'm not a motorcycle person. But you are a museum person. (laughs) So I put the two together, yeah. We'll have to do a program sometime on motorcycle songs. There's there's been a few. But uh, today... Instead of motorcycle songs, we're going to talk about uh, where the Western part of country Western music came in, huh? Well, you know, last uh, time we did a podcast, we talked about truck driving songs and mentioned the fact that a lot of people consider today's truck driver the modern day cowboy. And there have been songs written. Like Concrete Cowboy. I think Jason Aldean had that that uh, recording. So I thought we'd just transition from the Concrete Cowboys, truck drivers, to the real cowboys of the American West. Okay. Let's talk about, before we talk about the history of cowboy songs, let's talk about the last cowboy song. Do you remember the last cowboy song? Ed Bruce recorded it and wrote, co-wrote it. He and Ron Peterson wrote it. <clears throat> but one of the best recordings of the last cowboy song is by the Highwaymen, Willie and Waylon and Chris and Johnny. Right. Chris Christopherson and Johnny Cash. On one of their live shows, they do the last cowboy song. It was written, as I said, by Ed Bruce, and he had the first recording, co-written by Ed. Great songwriter. He wrote, he and his wife, Patsy, wrote, uh, Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Okay. And anyway, he and Ron Peterson put together a great song called The Last Cowboy Song. And it starts off, this is the last cowboy song, the end of a hundred-year waltz. The voices sound sad as they're singing along another piece of America's lost. And it goes on to talk about a young man who rides the feedlot that are fenced in, but he works on weekends at the market selling cigarettes and beer and dreams about, wish I had been a cowboy when there weren't any fences in the Old West. Those days are gone. So this is the last cowboy song. And in the song, they wrote, uh, Ed and Ron wrote about the cowboy thusly. He blazed the trail with Lewis and Clark. 
and eyeball to eyeball, old Wyatt backed down. Of course, talking about Wyatt Earp. He stood shoulder to shoulder with Travis in Texas, a reference to the last, uh, the, the Alamo. And Remington showed us how he looked on canvas, and Louis L'Amour has told us his tale. Now, Remington refers to Frederick Remington, who was a painter, and he painted the history of the American West on canvas. One of my great experiences, I mentioned the uh, Motorcycle Museum, was going to the Buffalo Bill Museum in Cody, Wyoming. You've told me about it. You were very impressed there. And as part of that museum, they have the uh, Remington Museum. With They even have a replica of Frederick Remington's uh, art studio where he did his painting. But I think they have like a, a 150, maybe even 200 of uh, Remington's cowboy paintings and Western paintings. And that's the song references Remington showed us how he looked on canvas. Uh-huh. And uh, Margo and I, my wife Margo and I, took a trip out west a couple of years ago, 2017 actually. It's been more than a couple. Time passes fast, as they say. Mm-mm. And we were planning to go to Yellowstone, and Cody, Wyoming is the town at the eastern entrance to the Yellowstone National Park. So our plan was to go to Cody, and I wanted Margot to see the, the museum, especially the Remington painting. This was in September, and they had an early snowstorm, and they closed the eastern entrance to Yellowstone. So we had to change our plans and didn't get to go to Cody. And I was so looking forward to revisiting the Buffalo Bill Center of the West Museum, as it's called. But uh, the song, the last cowboy song, points out that the days of cowboy, as 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 we think of a cowboy from the American West, are long gone. Another piece of America is lost. That could be, uh, and I think it's part of the success of uh, the television series Yellowstone and all mm-hmm. of the spinoffs mm-hmm. of it. Uh, that has been a tremendously successful TV series, and and it's all about uh, the modern day cowboy and mm-hmm. w- what's left of the cowboy. Kevin Costner, right? Right, right. Well, you know, a man named uh, Alan Lomack. No, uh, John Lomax. His son was Alan Lomax. John Lomax put together in 1910 a book called Cowboy Songs and Other Frontier Ballads. And you can still buy that on uh, Amazon. John Lomax, 1910, Cowboy Songs. The intro was written by Teddy Roosevelt. Wow. President Theodore Roosevelt who was a cowboy. You know, he went out west, bought a ranch. Uh, One might call him an unsuccessful cowboy, and I don't remember if it's a drought or something wiped out his cattle herd, so he gave up being a cowboy, but he always had that that kind of persona. He was an adventurer. But in John Lomax's 1910 book, uh, he lists 
the cowboy songs, Western songs that were popular back then. Songs like The Streets of Laredo, Don't Fence Me In, Home on the Range, I'm an Old Cowhand from the Rio Grande. So those cowboy songs go back to the 1800s, and just as some of the Appalachian uh, ballads uh, were brought from the old country, right, England, Ireland, Scotland, the same is true with a lot of the early cowboy songs. Uh, they were just adapted uh, to uh, the Western. Yeah, yeah, and they took the melodies and okay. And John Lomax and his son John Lomax Jr or John Lomax II, and Alan Lomax, they did a lot of uh, research on Appalachian songs and went right through our area collecting Appalachian songs. Well, now that you bring that up, and I never heard that before, some of those old sad songs uh, wound up as cowboy songs. I mm-hmm. can see the correlation there. Exactly. And uh, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Johnny Cash had a great recording of oh, Ghost yeah. Riders in the Sky, right. which is uh, uh, one of the one of the older uh, cowboy cowboy songs. But there have been several different versions of Ghost Riders in the Sky, just as that Barbara Allen, one of the old Appalachian uh, ballads. There are about thirty verses to uh, Barbara Allen. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought it would be interesting. Now, you, there, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of cowboy songs, Western songs, and we can't uh, mention them all, but we'll hit some of the highlights. Please you, do. If you don't mind. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the first million-selling cowboy song, the first female artist, to have a million seller. 1935 was the year. The song was I Want to Be a Cowboy Sweetheart. Patsy Montana. That was the first cowboy song that sold a million copies. And Patsy Montana was the first female artist to have a million selling record. Her name was Ruby Blevins. And I want to be a cowboy. It's a yodeling song, yes, too. Yes, yes, it was. And Susie yeah. Boggus brought it back a few years ago. So when you go and do your show tomorrow morning, uh, pull out the last cowboy song by Ed Bruce and uh, Susie Boggus uh, recording of I want to be a cowboy sweetheart. I played the Susie Boggus <laughs> song. Uh, Susie, yeah. I, I, we have a, a long association with Susie. And I've played just about all of her music. Uh, and you're right, I will. Tomorrow morning, I will pull these songs out and play them. Love it. And she not only wanted to be a cowboy sweetheart, she wanted to learn to rope and ride. Yeah. She wanted to be a cowgirl. She was. She did a great <clears throat> job on that song. And Cowboy Sweetheart was actually done to the same melody as the song that Stuart Hamlin had out. He was a cowboy, you know, and right. made a lot of movies and a great songwriter. But uh, the melody, and, and Patsy went to Stuart Hamlin and said, look, I've written this song, but your melody fits it so well. Could, could I give you co-writing credit and use your melody? And he said, sure. So the song actually sold over 2 million copies, 1935, in the middle of the Depression. 
where people had a hard time getting enough money to buy a plug of chewing tobacco. Right. And this record sold a million copies. Over two million. In 1935. Quite a a story. Now, I mentioned Stuart Hamlin. Are you familiar with uh, Stuart Hamlin's songs? Yes, and uh, there's one in particular uh, that we used to do in an old traveling show I was a part of for about a year. And I'm trying to think of the name of that song. It was, it's still very relevant today. Well, he us, wrote Western songs until he was uh, converted to became a Christian at one of Billy Graham's crusades. This is a song and a story about Billy Graham and Stuart Hamlin and John Wayne, yeah, I believe. Uh-huh. And yeah. what's the name of the song? It is no secret it is what God no can do. What God can do. Thank you. Yeah, Stuart, uh, he was quite a rounder, as they said in the old days. Probably still some people use that term for somebody that a rounder. I mean, that says it all, doesn't it? You <laughs> yeah, don't have to explain yeah. what a rounder is. But <laughs> he uh, he wrote uh, a number of Western songs and acted in a lot of uh, cowboy movies. But he was, uh, became a Christian at one of Billy Graham's crusades. John Wayne was his hunting and golfing buddy. So they went shortly thereafter, Stuart and John Wayne went out on the golf course to play golf. And as was the custom, John Wayne pulled out some refreshment, some refreshments, some adult beverages. There you go. And offered them to Stuart. And Stuart said, I don't do that anymore. I don't drink anymore. John Wayne said something to the effect of, you know, Stuart, you've really changed. I've never seen anybody change that much in such a short period of time. And Stuart said something like, well, you know, John, it's no secret what God can do. And John Wayne said, Stuart, you ought to write a song with that title. It is no secret what God can do. Wow. So we can credit John Wayne, perhaps, <laughs> with the inspiration for It Is No Secret What God Can Do. But the biggest song that Stuart Hamlin had was This Old House. Yeah. You remember some of the lyrics to This Old House? This old house ain't going to do This old house once knew my children. This old yeah. house once knew my wife. Through the storms of life. I don't, I don't need this house no longer. Ain't got time. I'm going to meet yeah. the saints. Going yeah. home to meet the saints. Right. Anyway, right. Stuart Hamlin tells the story of that song, and I think it's a great story. He was hunting up in, I think, the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California on his horse, and it was a cold, wintry day. And he was on top of this ridge, and he looked down, far off down in the valley, and he saw a cabin, and he thought, I'm going down there. I might get a cup of coffee. So he and his horse, I can't remember the name of Stuart's horse, but he and his, all those horses had a name. Had, you know, yeah, yeah, they were part know, of the family. Trigger yeah. and buttermilk mm. and so forth. <laughs> so he goes down, and as he gets closer to the cabin, he doesn't see any smoke coming out of the chimney, and it became obvious that it was an abandoned 
But he needed uh, a little bit of shelter from this, this snowing, very cold. So he tied the horse up and saw that the door was ajar. He went inside. Very little furniture, but maybe a few canned goods still on the shelf and looked like somebody had been there rather recently. So he opened the door. And there was a body there, an old-timer who had died. He went outside, and he saw under the porch a kid's, bi a, a kid's wagon, a toy wagon, rested. It was up under the porch. Okay, if you remember the song, This Old House, he told the story and he said the song, the melody was so strong that he said it was a hit in seven different countries at the same time. Sold millions of copies. Wow. Recorded, Rosemary Clooney had the first big hit, but everybody, it, everybody has recorded this old house practically, who's ever done much recording. So he said, oh, I don't think people really understand what I was trying to say. The melody was so strong, you know, and it's so it's such a singable thing. Is there a word like that? Singable, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Easy to sing. Yeah. And, and nobody really thought about what I was trying to say in the song. And the song is written from the perspective of that dead man that he found in that cabin. Ain't gonna need this house no longer. Ain't gonna need this house no more. Ain't got time to fix the shingles. Ain't got time to fix the door. And, and then there are lines in that song about yeah. uh, this old house once knew my children. This old house once knew my wife. So he's he wrote that song from the perspective of that old timer who died in that cabin. And is going on to meet the saints. I ain't going to need this house no longer. I'm getting ready to meet the saints. So that's a great story. That's just part of the story. Uh, but that's uh, the basic part of the story of this old house written by Stuart Hamlin. Stuart Hamlin. And he wrote many gospel songs. And after he became a, a Christian, as a result of attending one of Billy Graham's uh, crusade him and uh, merle haggard teamed up together and did an album i played uh victory in jesus uh by Stuart hamlin and merle haggard not long ago on the radio we're uh you know we just seems like get started and we uh is this a good place to uh take a break and come back for episode number two of Western, the Old West and yeah. cowboy songs. Talk maybe about some of the the cowboy actors singing the singing cowboy. Oh, the singing cowboys. Okay. All right, we'll do that when we come back on another episode of Hot Mike with Houston and Hogan. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to click the subscribe button for another episode of Hot Mike with Randy Houston and Dave Hogan.